Testing, testing. What's up, everybody? It's this Madre podcast number 126. This week, it's just me, my sorry ass. Um, as some of you might know, if you follow my personal Instagram account, I took the week off last week and went down to uh, Mexico to see my mom and uh, my relatives. And so um, I'm just going to dedicate this episode talking about my trip and um, just some thoughts about Mexico and uh, yeah that's about it hopefully it doesn't get too boring or whatever but um, yeah like many of you um, you know my parents are from Mexico I'm first generation most of you know that already Um, my parents came to the U.S. to Texas in the early 70s around 1972 and uh, they're from the state of Morelos and uh, Guerrero uh, which is central Mexico kind of right south of uh, Mexico City and, um, yeah, so, you know, I have a lot of ties there. Most of my family is still there. My cousins, aunts, uncles. I have one aunt in the U.S., one cousin in the U.S. Um, actually, I guess two if you include Sammy. Um, but uh, most of the family still down there. So a uh, big network of uh, cousins and aunts and uncles and all that shit down there. And uh, I actually hadn't been down there in about... Uh, seven and a half, almost eight years, which is kind of crazy, because when we were kids, we used to go down there every year, uh, twice a year, most of the time around Christmas, and then another time in the summer, and um, so I do know all of my cousins, because, you know, growing up was like a very regular thing to go down there and chill and hang out with everybody and, and just have a great time, so, you know, we definitely got used to being down there, and um, I did anyway, I grew up going down there, and it was just always a part of life. Um, so it's very bizarre that I hadn't been down there in so long, especially considering the fact that, uh, my mom, um, so my mom actually moved down there, um, about 15 years ago. She, uh, made herself a little house down there in Cuernavaca and, uh, moved down cause my parents split up, uh, probably about 20 years ago or so, maybe like. Eh, maybe like 18 years ago or something, my parents divorced. And then uh, my mom was like, fuck this, I'm out. Fuck Texas. <laughs> uh, so she sold the house in Texas and built this uh, nice little house in Cuernavaca. And has kind of been back and forth ever since. Um, and I guess I haven't been down there because most of the time when I get to go see family, it's just kind of more efficient to go to Texas and like fly her to Texas. That way I can see my uh, siblings and her at the same time, and that's kind of what we've been doing for the last five to eight years or whatever. Um, but she's actually about to sell her house and um, in Mexico and kind of start living in the U.S. a little more full-time because, you know, she's getting older. Uh, my sisters are in Fort Worth, and as you know, as you get older, it's nicer to be around family to help with uh, any sort of medical stuff. She had, like, surgery a few years ago. And that was really nice that uh, she was able to stay at one of my sister's house and they helped her out through all that. Um, but yeah, and, and I actually had not seen my mom since before COVID um, because we were all being very careful, obviously. And so I hadn't seen my mom in about 15, 16 months or so. She got her vaccine in, I, I don't know when, February or so. I got mine in March or yeah, late March. And so I was like, fuck it, let's, get, let's do this. Um she went down there first because she had a buyer for the house and i said i'll go down there and help you um kind of pack and get some things ready and whatnot um but then at the end of the day she was like man fuck packing she's like just come down and we'll hang out and we'll see family and we'll just have a good time i'll pack when you're not here and uh she's selling most of her stuff anyway because uh yeah she didn't want to be dragging furniture across uh the border and all that sort of shit so uh, so yeah, I went down there, um, fuck, when did I go down? I went down on Saturday, the 22nd, I think it was, um, and, um, went, flew into Mexico City and then drove into, uh, a city called Cuautla, which I guess used to be a town or a little pueblito or something. Um, and that's where my mom was born. She was born in 1948 in Cuautla. Um, she was one of nine siblings. And my grandfather was like a farmer there. Um, I was actually kind of funny just catching up with all my cousins and and aunts and uncles and whatnot because um, I feel like, 
you know, when you get together with family, you start telling old stories and stuff. So I just kept hearing all these really crazy, cool old family stories. And um, in Cuautla, you know, my grandfather had this farm. I guess he grew mostly corn and tomatoes. And um, he wasn't like rich or anything. They were, I would say, lower middle class, very much lower middle class. Um, they, My grandfather was able to build a small house, but um, it's wild. I actually went to the house because my cousin lives there now. And um, three bedroom, not no, not three bedroom, just three fucking rooms. Like kind of like a living room, a kitchen, and then like a big ass bedroom. And I guess they like all slept in that room and um, all nine siblings, which is kind of wild. Um, but it's probably more like eight. Uh, there's such a big difference in age between the siblings that some of them were basically, you know, adults by the time the youngest one was born. Um, my mom and, and Sammy's mom, who's the youngest, there's a 12-year age difference. And then my mom had an older sister who was probably four years older or something. So maybe like 16 years or something like that difference. And she's passed away. So I'm not sure of her age, actually, but... Um, anyway, yeah, I went to Cuautla, uh, land, got, got in there on uh, Saturday night. A couple of my cousins picked me up from Mexico City. We drove to Cuautla, um, had, you know, kind of a nice little dinner. And um, I got to say, like, Cuautla actually used to be kind of just like um, just a really kind of small city, large town, kind of in the middle there. It never felt tiny, but it never felt big either. Um and there's a lot going on there now. We had some good food. Went to some nice Italian restaurant. Then we went to a nice place for brunch and shit like that. Um, that, that was super nice. It was super nice catching up with my cousins that night. And um, yeah, like I said, hearing all these stories about um, all of that stuff was um, pretty dope. Pretty dope hanging out with my cousins there. Um, that night... Um, you know, I just, I was pretty tired because I had been traveling most of the day. And so, um, crashed out pretty early. I, that was a Saturday night. I crashed out around midnight or something. We had a really late dinner. Um, but yeah, it was a good catch up with cousins. The next day was a nice brunch. Um, Sunday, I guess that was Sunday. Um, since I'm fucking stupid workaholic, Sunday I basically worked on the podcast, the Rudy Deanda episode. Uh, finished some details on that published it, got all that done, took a nap, chilled out. And then that night we went for just kind of a, um, actually, no, my cousins brought some, some chivo and they went and bought some barbacoa, the chivo. Um, that's the main thread. If there's anything, I guess there's a couple of things. One is just family. Cause duh, it's a family trip going to see people. And the other one was just food. It's just basically eating really good food, um, for every meal. And you know, when, when you go visit people, they want to like and it's like they want to treat you to like the good stuff so um that was really fucking dope uh i had that day was um what i have for breakfast for brunch oh, i had some some chilaquiles some cafe de olla which i gotta look up how they make that shit because that was pretty good it's like coffee i guess they make it in uh in a fucking on the stovetop and then there's like cinnamon and sugar in it already or something anyway that shit was fucking good Café de olla, chilaquiles with chicken in them. Man, yeah, by like, you know, after that I was ready to pass out. And the other weird thing about the food over there is that, you know, like the hours, they kind of eat a little differently. They have breakfast at like 10 and then like 3 o'clock, they're fucking ready to eat. I guess it's just shifted between breakfast and lunch and I guess everything's just a little later or something. Um, but uh, yeah, we had the the comida that day and the chivo and the... Uh, there was some weird, like, um, some sort of fermented drink made out of pineapple. What the fuck did they call that shit? I didn't even try it, to be honest. I just went and got some fucking beers. Um, what is that? Uh, let me look it up. Fermented pineapple drink. I mean, I feel like such a fucking pocho. Um, Mexico. Let's see. Te tepache or something like that. Tepache, that's what it is. I remembered it before Google brought it up. So fuck you. The pache is a fermented beverage made from the peel and rind of pineapples, and it's sweetened, sweetened with either piloncillo or piloncillo, or brown sugar, seasoned with powdered cinnamon, and served cold. 
The tepache is fermented for several days. The resulting drink does not contain much alcohol. So I actually, yeah, this is an interesting drink. It's pretty good. But I kind of get like, you know when you eat pineapple, they get that fucking breakout in your mouth and shit. Like kind of like that kind of weird vibes with it. Um, so Chivo, tepache, uh, for lunch, took a nap, published a fucking podcast. Um, and then went to... Uh, Went to have like a little cena, but it was like, nah, we'll just get some appetizers, like a modest little snack, couple of beers. And then um, um, I went to my cousin's house. I have a cousin who's my age, uh, dude, um, and he, he's actually, um, now he's like a dual citizen of Mexico and Australia because he met this dude um, who he ended up, uh, I guess he married him or their partners or they're married i guess they got married in australia so his partner is from australia now he lives in australia but he happened to be in mexico uh right now so we just hung out and drank some beers and caught up i hadn't really seen him in a few years so it was really nice to you know hang out and just shoot the shit and um it was funny that night as as, as like we were talking like we kept on running stories about what was going on with people in our family and stuff like fucking just cheese man or whatever the fuck you want to call it and uh we were laughing because everything it feels like everything with mexican families like like the memes is like all about the terrenos and like people angry about you know my father didn't leave me this or somebody trying to take somebody's like share of the land or the house or whatever it's fucking comical um but it is very common and that's why there's a meme about it there's always some truth to memes i guess um yeah that was dope hung out pretty late till about two in the morning passed the fuck out uh the next morning was monday i went and rented a car me and my mom drove to sumpango which is a uh, town about an hour and a half two hours away south in the state of guerrero and that's um my grandparents lived there. So after my mom moved out of the house, my mom lived in Cuauhtla in that house. Gosh, probably, um, she says until she was married. So pre- around until 1971, uh, she lived in, in that house. Um, and then, yeah, then she went to the U- came to the U.S. Um, but then my, at some point after that, my grandparents were still alive. Some of the kids were still um, living with them. They were still kids, basically. And so um, they moved to Sumpango, which is close to where my grandfather had another farm or uh, maybe some new farmland or whatever. Uh, so when I was a kid and going to Mexico, we would always go to Sumpango in addition to Cuautla. Cuautla was more like uh, aunt and uncles. One of my uncles bought the house for my grandfather, um, um, one of my aunts, I guess, and her husband. So we would always go to Cuautla. We would stay in that house. But it wasn't my grandparents' house by the time um, I, I visited. Um, my grandparents were in Zumpango, which is where we went next on Monday, because I have a couple of uncles who still live there. And um, that was dope. We got there around 11. And one, my tia, um, she made, uh, she had made fresh uh, elotes de, or not elotes, tamales de elote. Just straight up corn tamales. This is just the masa with some corn in it, sweet. And then these these were served with uh, chile huichol, which is like, I guess it's like a beef. It looks like stewed beef, but in the uh, the sauce is like this red. Um, um, it's like a it's all it's kind of thick. Um, it's pretty spicy, and it's more like. It's just really flavorful. Um, and so you basically get served the plate. Um, and uh, it's got the sauce. It's got this beef. I guess it's birria. It's birria de res estilo. I don't know. They didn't call it birria. but uh, And then you just drown some tamales in that bitch and cover it with some sour cream and some of the queso fresco. God damn, that shit was so good. Um and that, that uncle also has a paleteria. So I had a paleta. Uh, I don't even know what it was. It was like some sort of fruit. Man, that sounded like such a fucking bolcho here. It was like, um, I think they were loquats or uh, kumquats or something like that. I don't like to say the word kumquat because it sounds weird. 
um but it was that sort of fruit it was like a yellow paleta it was really good and then we went to my other aunt's house aunt and uncle um, and um she had said yeah i have comida for you i have like a late lunch for you guys what's hilarious is that she ends up having she ended up making the same thing the first aunt made so i had the same uh dish uh two meals in a row on the same day um which is fine with me because it was fucking delicious um and yeah that that was like so we drove down there that day and then two meals of chile huichol uh, and, and chile huichol and um and the elotes the tamales de elote they both had the tamales de elote because that's how they do it there in zumbango crema queso oh so fucking delicious so damn good um and yeah just caught up with my other uncle there more chisme more hanging out more bullshitting uh, my my first uncle, um, he was cracking me up. He's always trying to make like little jokes and stuff. And he was telling us all these stories about, um, you know, uh, growing up in Guadalajara and kind of growing up poor and stuff. And he was like, no, hombre, ni teníamos nada. Los zapatos tenían, he said, you know, estaban tan acabados que si pisabas chicles sabías de qué sabor era. I was fucking cracking up. I never heard that shit. He basically, if you don't speak Spanish, I'll my shitty translation he basically like we were so poor that our shoes were so worn out that when you stepped on a piece of gum you knew what flavor it was um that fucking had me cracking up and he just kept saying like random shit like that it, it was pretty funny um and that uncle's funny because he's kind of my mom's age like 18 months uh difference i think he's 18 months older than my mom and so they have a lot of the same like stories and the more shared experience because their age is similar and they're like they used to like the same kind of music and all that sort of stuff um and he also looks a lot like my mom which is kind of crazy um but uh yeah i had a good time went and saw my other uncle both of these uncles are fucking like world-class drunks to be totally fucking frank here um not so much right now they seem to have chilled out or they're in a good moment in their lives right now but they've always been up and down like legit fucking borrachos man just big time alcoholics i know alcoholism runs in my family i know i'm probably slightly alcoholic i seem to have it somewhat you know in check and balance but i i I can easily tell that i could that that shit could overtake my life because it's overtaken their lives several times over um and for some reason i noticed in zumpango that's like a fucking very common thing too like there's always like a little borrachito or like several borrachitos, like just fucking walking around Zumpango like fucking zombies, like legit, like just driving through that town. Zumpango, by the way, is tiny. I think it's like maybe 30,000 people. Um, it's just this dusty ass little town on like this fucking hillside. And uh, most people like if you work there, it's because you just have like a little restaurant or a store. Or you're just like kind of a small thing. There's no like industry there really. There is some stuff in Chilpancingo, which is only uh, you know, maybe 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away, um, which is I believe the capital. Yeah, Chilpancingo is the capital of the state of Guerrero. So Chilpancingo is a bit bigger. It's probably like 500,000 people there, uh, something like that. I could be totally wrong. I'm going to look this up now. Um, Chilpancingo. Um, anyway, there's a lot of drunks in Zumpango, so, um, I, you know, if I had grown up there, I probably would be, like, hardcore drunk. Oh, only 200,000 people in Chilpancingo. Much smaller than I thought. Um, funny story about Zumpango is, uh, my parents basically were always fighting and always about to break up, like, our whole fucking lives, <laughs> just kind of sad. But, uh, at one point... They they went down to Mexico and, uh, you know, like on a vacation and they took us all. And I guess they got into some sort of big fight. And my dad said, fuck this. And he left. He fucking just left my mom in Zumbango and came back to the States. And my mom was like, fuck it, we're staying. Like, you know, and my, my grandparents are like, yeah, you know, fuck that asshole, stay. And my mom actually enrolled us in school. So I started going to like first grade or I think it was preschool. It probably was preschool. Um in Zumpango for like two weeks but apparently I just cried every single fucking day I was just like a crazy little shithead and I cried and I cried and I screamed and then my siblings apparently really didn't like being there either because we were already spoiled little American shitheads and so at some point my mom was like all right fuck this this is not gonna work 
and she dragged us back to the states and put up with my dad for another you know what 25 years or some shit um until she finally got divorced so crazy fucking story there but i could have ended up being a town drunk in zumbango instead i'm just a boulder creek town drunk yay me um but it was a good time seeing that little town. I used to go there a lot as a kid. You see my grandparents. It was a lot of fun. We used to always like bike wet this, fireworks, turn up, get all stupid with fireworks because there's nothing to burn. It's like just a fucking dusty ass town and all the houses are made of concrete. So you could just fucking go to town with fireworks. And um, we did that. We used to always be uh, fucking with people and running around the streets and just just being little fucking traviesos and shit. So I have a lot of good memories of Sumpango. It was nice to see my uncles there. Uh, but that was it. We only spent like literally like eight hours there. And then that night we drove to Chilpancingo, which like I said, is only about, you know, a half an hour away, if that. And because I have another aunt who lives there. And we said we would stay the night with her, just catch up, hang out that night. And then the next morning we would have breakfast with them. So drove to Chilpancingo. And uh, I was like, man, I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to stop at, at the store and get some beer so I can have some beers with my cousins. Because that aunt, we have three cousins who, um, they're like Sammy's age. They're not my age. They're a little bit younger. Uh, but they're all cool as fuck. They're all musicians. They're all like, one's like a, a, a drummer. One is a bassist. The other one's a, is a guitarist or a saxophone or some shit. I don't know. Um, but they're all, he's also a chef. Um, so anyway, we go to Chilpancingo. I was like, I'm going to get some beers so I can have some beers with these fools. And I went to an Oxo, and um, man, it was like 8.30. And I, anyway, I went to grab the, like a 12-pack of like Modelos and shit, and I go up to pay, and she's like, ya no, ya no las puedes comprar, este, paramos a vender cerveza o alcohol a las, a las ocho. I was like, what? And I guess because of fucking COVID and shit, they put in like an 8 p.m. Uh, uh, limit for buying alcohol. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh my god, she's like, no, no, let's pull them. I was like, ah, oh, shit. So I put it back. Uh, but luckily enough, like all the little tienditas, the mom and pops, they were not following this rule at all. They did not give a fuck. In fact, I found a thing that was like a alti serviceria or something. It was like a fucking drive through for beer um, on my way to my cousin's house. So I drove to that bitch and bought a 12 pack. Got to my cousin's place. And it was dope. I had like a fun couple hours drinking beers with them and just catching up. We were just talking about music and about art. And we ended up talking about crypto and LSD and all sorts of kind of fun shit. Um, I stayed up with them until about 1.30 or so. And um, yeah, it was a dope time. Really nice, fun um, catching up with those fools. Next morning, amazing food again. A fucking aunt threw down on some tortillas hecho a mano and some fucking cho- just simple shit, just plain but delicious homemade tortillas and chorizo con huevo and some fucking frijoles negros and some fucking queso fresco, which legit was made the day before from some lady that they always buy from and some um, some some more café de olla. Salsa verde, fucking real spicy, man. Delicious, delicious, fucking delicious. Um, so yeah, we had kind of a nice leisurely breakfast around 10, 11 o'clock. Caught up with them, you know. Everywhere you went right now, everywhere you go, if you travel to go see family right now, one of the main topics is going to be like COVID, obviously. Like, what did you do? How did you make it through? What was it like for you? Did you lose anybody? And, and that was a common thread. It was a weird thing to kind of hear the different perspectives on it and the different attitudes. And it's very similar to the U.S. in that, like, there's a lot of skepticism among some people, even in Mexico. Like, one of my cousins um, in Cuautla is kind of like a skeptic on some shit and doesn't want to get vaccinated. And I'm like, all right. Um, but then, you know, my cousin in Chilpancingo, uh, like my aunt in Chilpancingo, you know, was very traumatized by it and they knew people who they lost and she's older and so you know now they're just really happy because they're vaccinated um but it's wild man it's like we all just came out of like a war like everybody has some sort of their own like type of ptsd from the from fucking 2020 and it's um it's it's, it was really interesting kind of hearing people's perspectives on how they dealt with it the challenges the losses 
um, and just the crazy little things that kind of went down, you know, and it's all very similar, obviously, it's like, everything was fine, you know, the numbers, like, people were following the lockdown, then, like, some holiday happened, and everybody went out, and then fucking bam, like, just people started dropping, like, flies and shit, so, um, crazy shit, but, um, good time there in Chilpancingo, said bye to those folks, and then the next two days, which were Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, so it was Tuesday night, Wednesday night, I had told my mom, let's go to Acapulco for two days, um, I don't have any relatives who legit, like, live, live there, but, um, it's really close, it's like an hour and a half away, so I told my mom, I said, man, let's just go get a nice hotel, chill out for two days, not do jack shit, just sit in a pool and look at the ocean and hang out and whatnot, and, uh, that's what we did, I just said, fuck it, I got a really nice hotel, like, cabana-style villa sort of shit, I also invited my cousin, who's the one I mentioned, who's um, Australian now uh, by citizenship. And um, he came out uh, on Tuesday and met us there. And uh, yeah, we just legit just like hung out in the pool at the villa, uh, drank beer, ate food, and just I just kind of decompressed, honestly. I hadn't had a vacation since, um, it's been, I don't know, since before COVID, I guess, like a legit vacation. Um, so that was really nice. It was super nice to just hang out with my mom, hang out with my cousin. And same thing, you know, just when you have downtime, you just catch up with people. You see what they've been through. And uh, 2020 was a bitch for a lot of people, you know, talking to my cousin about, you know, uh, some of the stuff he went through. He actually lost his mom last year, not to COVID, but to an accident. And, um, you know, he he did he lost some friends as well. And um, it's nice for me what what. Uh, at the end of the day, I think what the full trip did for me was it kind of made me feel like human again, because I feel like, not like I haven't interacted with anybody, but um, there's something about interacting with the people that have known you since you were a child, who have like a shared background, and who connect you to memories that, you know, have like just some sort of deep, like meaning in your life and in your brain, that when you connect with these people, when you see them, uh, when you spend time eating with them and remembering, um, it, for me, it made me feel like uh, grounded again, because I feel like 2020 and this whole COVID thing was very like unsettling. And at times, especially working from home for so long, um, kind of made, made me feel a little disconnected from um, not so much reality, you know, that's kind of sound exaggerated, but kind of made me like, like, man, like, you know, who, like, wh- where's your background? Like, where's your, like, your history? Like, you're just so isolated. It's very bizarre. I sound like a fucking idiot right now, I'm sure. Um, but it was, it was cool. Hanging out at Acapulco was great. I think the only downside, and this was not just Acapulco, but all over fucking Morelos and Guerrero. Goddamn mosquitoes. Man, I got fucking attacked by mosquitoes. And I kept putting that spray on. Motherfucking mosquitoes fucked me up. And my cousins were all like, Ponte spray, ponte spray, because te va a dar el dengue. Like, fucking dengue fever and shit. Apparently that's pretty common and spread by mosquitoes. I was kind of like, man, I better not get dengue fever. I'm going to fucking dodging COVID. I'm going to go get fucking dengue fever and... Riding around in taxis with no fucking seatbelts and shit, man. Um, but anyway, Acapulco was dope. I had a little, uh, actually, a little bit of a weird incident the second night we were there. We had like the the it was like a villa with two little cabins, and one um, was for my mom's room, and the other one, uh, my cousin and I had like um, uh, twin beds in that room, and so kind of like separated by like a little patio and stuff. Anyway, my cousin and I went for a drink and a late dinner, and my mom's like, no, nah, I'm just going to go out. She didn't want to go out, so dope. She stayed. It was already like 10 o'clock. My cousin and I went out, and we didn't go. Most stuff is actually still pretty very pretty chill. Like, we went to a restaurant, and it was like almost dead because uh, there's just still not a lot of tourism. Um, anyway, we get back around like 12, 1230, and my mom's light is still on. And we're like, That's kind of weird. And we get into the room, and she calls me, and she's like, oh, you know, me pasó algo bien raro. She's like, this fucking weird shit happened. I'm like, what? What's going on? 
She's like, mira, después de que se fueron casi como después de una hora, 45 minutes or something like that, este, ya me estaba durmiendo, estaba en la cama, I was asleep, I was in bed, I was half asleep, she said. Estaba como entre sueños, she said, in between awake and asleep, whatever. Y este, que, ab que abren la puerta, Some, somebody opens the door, and uh, she's like, entraron, they walked in. And there's like this little bar area, you know, a little area. The rooms have a little coffee bar and shit. And she's like, prendieron la luz. And they turn on this little light there. And she's like, y, y vi que prendieron la luz. Y, y pensé que eras tú. She's like, I thought it was you. She's like, ¿qué pasó, mijo? Y she, no me contestó nada. And so, what's going on, son? You know, and she's like, y siguió entrando. And kept going in. And she's like, ¿qué pasó, mijo? Mijo? And she realized it wasn't me. And it was a hotel employee who he had like one of the shirts on that they wear. And um, this is a nice place, so it's very weird. Um, but um, he's like, she said, ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué estás haciendo? She's like, what's going on? And he said, um, um, estaba abierta la puerta y este, se puede meter los, um, what the fuck are they called? Man, I can't remember any of these words. She, he basically said, look, the door was open. And you have to close them because these animals can come in. There's these animals, they look like fucking big-ass squirrels or like ferrets or some shit. And um, they actually have signs on the doors. It does say, like, reminder, close the door. And it has a little picture of this little fucking savage-looking creature. Um, and my mom told him, no, no estaba, cerrada, no estaba abierta, yo la cerré. He's like, I closed it. It wasn't open. He's like, no, señora. He's like trying to tell her that the shit was open. But the fact of the matter is there's no way he would have noticed that it was open because it's kind of hard to explain, but there's a patio door that you have to open first, walk down, and see that door. So this motherfucker, I think, thought that my it was just my cousin and I in that whole suite, and he went in there to try to jack some shit, and he didn't realize my mom was there. Anyway, he kind of kept walking in, and then finally, you know, realized, oh, shit. And he, he said, you know, disculpa, señora. And he just walked out. He said, sorry. And he just left. So my mom, I think, luckily, initially thought it was me. She, she didn't freak out. And then she saw the guy in the hotel uniform. So maybe that helped, too. But this fool was probably going in there to steal some shit. And, um, you know, my mom was there. So it's fucking hella weird called the security they said they were gonna vamos a investigar you know the fucking thing about mexicans is funny as hell is they're like they, they always talk like hella formal but then when it gets down to business it's all sloppy nothing makes fucking sense si senor vamos a con todo you know with, with all due diligence we're gonna do a thorough investigation and all this mamadas and then when they actually get to it they don't do jack shit puro pedo fucking bullshit so The next morning, they came and found us when we were having breakfast. They talked to us, and they said, we think we know who it was. He's He only works night shift. We're going to talk to him tonight, blah, blah, blah. I mean, at that point, like, I didn't want to make a big deal of it because we had had a really great time up to then. The service was awesome. The people were nice. I didn't want to ruin the fucking stay with arguing or getting angry about it. So I was very calm about it, but I did say this was very weird, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, I ended up getting like 20% off the hotel stay. So that was pretty dope. Ended up kind of being a nice little bonus. Um, yeah, but that was a little weird. That was very weird. Um, yeah, that was Thursday morning. We dipped. Um, um, great, great fucking time. If you follow, I'll put some pictures up here. So you'll see um, on the Instagram or whatever, you can see some of the pictures on this post. Um But yeah, I had a fucking dope time in Acapulco. Got back in to rent a car. Fucking drove back up north to Cuautla because that's where my cousin lives. So we, he was with us this time uh, on the way back. He took the bus down and met us there on the way down. So on the way back up, he came with us. Fucking went to Cuautla, went to Cuautla threw down on some comida again. What did I have? I had some fucking... What do they call them? Enchiladas Michoacanas. It was like just some more heavy ass food, but it was fucking delicious. Um, and um, then we took off to Cuernavaca to my mom's house because I had not been to my mom's house yet. So by Thursday, back to my mom's house, which is almost empty because she sold most of her shit already. Um, but we got there like 
early evening, like five or six. We were tired. We'd basically been on the road for five days already. So we just totally chilled out. I'd been drinking almost every day, not like bananas. I never got like stupid hella drunk. I was just chilling out most of the time, but having like a few beers every day and a fucking margarita or whatever. So Thursday night, just chilled the fuck out. I actually did some work, which kind of sucked, but did some work. Finally got to bed early, got a legit sleep. Uh, Friday, another fucking little day trip to a place called Las Truchas, which was like, uh, I guess Truchas is a trout, some sort of fish. Um, but it was this cool little spot outside of Cuernavaca, which had like, um, it's a private restaurant. Um, and he, they basically have like a fish, like a hatchery or, um, I guess they like a farm raised fish, I guess, trout, salmon, truchas mexicanas. Here we go. Proyecto de crianza. I don't know what is a trucha in English. All right, let me see what it what it is. Uh, trucha in English. What is it? Trout. Yeah, trout. So it's this place, really nice restaurant in the mountains, uh, and they had a bunch of pools where they raised their trout, and you just order a trucha, and they fucking go grab it from the water and fry the hoe up. Uh, but I didn't even eat a trucha because they had fucking gorditas and picadas, and I was like, man, I'm here to eat this shit. I'm, I'm not here to eat trout. You bring me a fucking Picadita de chorizo con papa and some fucking queso. Woo! God damn. It's so fucking good. Just good masa. Good chorizo, potatoes, cheese, sour cream, black beans. Motherfucking heaven. Um, fucked that shit up. Went back to my mom's house, took a little nap. Four o'clock, time to go eat again, man. <laughs> Just eat, eat, eat. And uh, this time I went, this was Friday night, or Friday afternoon, evening, and I went to my other cousins. I have some cousins who live in Cuernavaca. They're like, yeah, I just come to my apartment and eat. And uh, the two brothers, and they're like, yeah, we, we invited the other two cousins too. So I ended up having four of my cousins there, like their wives, um, and uh, started pigging out again and started drinking. These fools had beer. They had fucking some really good mezcal. And... Um, by the time I got there at four, I had told my mom, like, I'm just going to get, like, food, a couple hours, have a couple beers, and I'll come home. Because I was supposed to fly out the next day on Saturday already. It wasn't an early flight, but my flight was at six. But I wanted to spend some time with my mom uh, that day. Anyway, long story short, started fucking drinking too much beer, had some mezcal. And by the time it was, like, nine or ten, I was like, this is not looking good. Called my mom, said, yeah, I think I'm going to be home very late. And I'm going to change my flight to Sunday because I don't want to be hungover on a plane. I don't want to be running around hungover. Plus, turns out when you fly to the States right now from certain countries, including Mexico, you got to get a fucking COVID test. And I had not gotten my COVID test. Um, and so I didn't want to be running around. So anyway, I stayed at my fucking cousin's uh, house, uh, apartment, whatever, until 2 I actually didn't end up getting that drunk or maybe it was just really good mezcal because I was not hungover the next day. I felt pretty not bad. And um, that morning, my mom was like, do you want to go to Teposlan? I was like, fuck yeah, let's go to Teposlan. <laughs> and uh, so another day trip. So instead of flying to the U.S., I went to Teposlan. Um, before we, no, we went to my mom's friend's house first. Oh, and just had another basic delicious breakfast. Just a... Uh, just regular, you know, huevo con jamón and, and some more fucking... Oh, she made good refried beans. Oh, yeah, those beans were fucking good. Some cheese and some tortillas. Just delicious. And more café de olla. People be like, you eat Mexican food all the time, bitch? I'm Mexican. What the fuck you want me to eat? Why the fuck would I not eat this shit if it was there? So delicious. Anyway. Had that for breakfast, went and got my COVID test, and then ran back to my mom's house. And then with those same friends of hers, we went to Tepoztlan, had some more delicious coffee there, and just kind of walked around uh, the tianguis, the little market. Uh, I bought like a couple of nice cobijas uh, from my house, like some bedspread sort of things. Um, and then we went and had a nice dinner at a place called, what the fuck was it called? 
fuck was that place called? La Buena Vibra. The Good Vibe. It's like a fucking fancy-ass air, like not Airbnb, like a, like a B&B. But they have a really nice restaurant. Um, and uh, my mom, uh, I guess, really likes it. She's been there a few times and wanted to treat us there. So went and had some fish there. Uh, just hung out. Um, La Buena Vibra. I just had a good vibe there. And yeah, by the time... We left the line and got home. It was already late. You know, it was already like 7, 8 p.m. Drove through Teposlan looking at the Teposteco. Is that what it's called? The little volcano. There's like a volcano there. Teposlan is like a cool little hippie town. Um, it's all like, you know, when you go there, you can get your cards read and you can buy like, you know, energy crystals and like, you know smoke hookah and like there's dudes walking around like like there's white or people or westerners walking around barefoot that kind of space you know there's like yoga spots and like spiritual centers and all that bello um which is kind of cool actually i'm kind of kind of on that wavelength right now y'all know me <laughs> uh but it was dope it was cool it was a cool town to be in uh, i actually would be cool to own a, a spot there but um it's everything's getting more expensive in mexico right now it's a little wild um but yeah got back to my mom's around seven i got the results of my covid test negative negative motherfuckers actually that covid test i've gotten a lot of covid tests but these motherfuckers went deep they went fucking into my brain i was like oh shit man yeah okay uh, some people were complaining about covid tests and i was like what's the big deal i don't know what the, but these motherfuckers really went in there um so if there was gonna be covered in me they would have found that shit going that deep and there was no covered um my flight the next day was at three or two two i don't know so i had to leave cuernavaca like at 10 because it's two hours to get to the airport and then uh man that was sunday and um and originally i had a direct flight back to san francisco but because i changed it i had to get a connecting flight i went to fucking houston layover was late all this shit it took me legit like door to door 16 hours because like bus to cuernavaca wait at the airport for two hours fly to houston wait in houston for three hours four hour flight drive fucking two hours back to my place anyway i think i left my mom's like i said like at 10 30 and i got home like at 12 30 and it was dope my cats were here amazing little beasts um yeah it was nice to be home um, that was basically the trip. I hope that wasn't really fucking boring, but it was just fucking jam-packed, man. Just seeing people, um, feeling human again. Um, I, I luckily did not get sick. Usually when I go down there, I kind of get like food poisoning or something. I'm not going to lie. I had one day of like, you know, some diarrhea coin. I was fucking mining diarrhea coin for about, probably about half a day. It wasn't that bad. You know, I had to get in on the craze, diarrhea coin. You know, I don't know if you're on that shit or not, but it's the next big thing uh, after Bitcoin and Dogecoin and Ethereum. It's Diarrhea Coin. So I, I did a little of a Diarrhea Coin mining down there. Not a lot. I'm proud to say not a lot. You know, you can't really push it on the um, the uh, uh, um, the blockchain investments, the the, uh, the the Bitcoin investments. They're very risky, so I don't recommend a full day of Diarrhea Coin. You end up dehydrated and broke. It's very risky. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, like I said, it was a dope trip. Um, it just, uh, it was nice to see everybody and see a part of the world that I think, um, you know, I'm still very connected to in some way. And I don't really have like that sort of like, I don't go down there and trip like, oh, like I love Mexico and like all like the cultural shit like i love the food no doubt about that um and you know i i just love seeing family and seeing what people have been up to and reconnecting to places that i really loved as a child and that meant a lot to me back then and um i will say that the country even in the time that i, I haven't been there which is almost eight years i feel like it has changed I mean, I guess I've changed, so I don't know what it is, but I think just it feels more crowded. All of the cities, Cuernavaca, Cuautla, even Zumpango, everything has grown. 
there's like people just seem like they're tighter together and Mexico has always been a little bit of a kind of a dirty place in my mind like it's kind of like you know there's trash everywhere and shit and I, I don't know why it just felt like even more so there was also a lot more air pollution and kind of smoke in the air and that it, all of those those things kind of bummed me out because in my head like yeah I knew Mexico is kind of like it's not like this tidy kind of all the streets are straight and there's like no garbage in the streets although that's not true in all American cities but um, generally speaking that's the di- like a very obvious difference but it, it felt even worse it felt just a lot it felt kind of more poor and more more dense um, in a way that bummed me out like in Cuerdavaca, I feel like I used to go and look up in the Cerro and like in those little mountains and you just see a lot of trees and a lot of green. And it was very natural and it was like the city nestled in the kind of wilderness. And now there's like building everywhere. They're building fucking every single place and talking to my cousins and stuff. And they're like, yeah, it's really poorly planned too. There's not like proper sewage and all this stuff. So uh it's just depressing from an environmental standpoint. Like, I feel like the place is going to get, like, hella wrecked. And I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to do about that. Um, and, yeah, I, that was one of the things that really bummed me out. I think the other thing is, that was obvious, which has always been a truth about Mexico, but just the huge gap between, like, the rich and the poor and, like... Um, it's just so obvious, I think, especially now as an adult, when you pay a little more attention to that stuff. Um, it's a tough place to live because stuff is not exactly cheap, like food and everything. It's obviously cheaper than the U.S., but the difference in the prices um, is not so much that, like, the, the difference in the salaries and income is so huge, but the difference in the prices is so small. It's like, it doesn't make sense. Um so most people, I think, struggle to get by, and they don't have a whole lot. And um, in some ways, it's nice. Like, I feel like people really appreciate what they do have. I got that sense. But it's a, it's definitely a poor country, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, a wild place, and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens to that region from an environmental standpoint. I, I think I need to do some reading on that or something. Um, I the other sad thing is that, you know, my mom is selling her house or has sold it by now. And that kind of means that uh, we don't have my immediate family. You know, my dad doesn't go back to Mexico almost at all. He doesn't have much of a connection to his family. And, I, you know, that's a whole other story, but we don't have a, a connection to his family much. Uh, I've, I still connect with my dad, but um, he, he just doesn't even connect with his family. So... Um, we don't have like our own, like a place for my parents in Mexico now that my mom's going to sell her house. And it's just a real bittersweet time for my mom who, um, she's 73 and she's still healthy enough to travel back and forth. And, um, you know, it would have been nice for her to be able to keep the house longer, to be able to kind of still come and go. Um, but there's some reasons why she had to sell it. Um, basically like she got an offer that she couldn't refuse and it made sense uh, to to take an offer when there was like a cash offer on the table because um, it's pre- it's pretty hard to sell stuff down there sometimes. So no connection, no no tierras, no terrenos anymore in the uh, the uh, she's a Martinez. So in the Martinez clan in our little immediate family, which is a little bit of a bummer. And um, I think maybe in the future. Um, if I can save up a little more money or whatever, I might want to buy a place down there. But honestly, like, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure even if I had the money where I would do it, because like I said, like environmentally, it's just a weird place. And I also just like, when I was in Teposlan, I was looking around, I was like, man, it'd be dope to buy like a property here and maybe do an Airbnb or something and start spinning that idea in my head. And then I'm just kind of like, why, why do I need to do that? Why does like, some fucking piece of shit American with like some money. Like why, why do I need to go do that? And like, is that like something that's good for that community? Do I have that right just because I have the money? And so some of those questions started popping in my head. And um, I don't know. I think that's something I want to sort through some more. 
And um, in addition to like the environmental stuff, it's just like, you know, it's probably like if I want to go to Tepoztlan, it's just better for me to just go down there and, you know, rent a hotel, hopefully from somebody local. I, don't, I guess like the weird thing is like you start thinking about it. Well, it's just going to be some other rich person who you're buying, you're renting it from. You're not actually supporting a local, you know, somebody's house or something like that. Um, anyway, weird questions like that about globalism started spinning in my head as I considered an idea like that. And I'm not quite sure how to get my head around that. But um, yeah, going back to my mom, it's a little bit, I think, bittersweet. It's a real bittersweet time for her um, because, um, you know, she's older and hopefully she can continue to travel back and forth and stay with friends and family. Um, but I, I know she really did love uh, living in Cuernavaca. The weather is beautiful. It's really affordable. She can goes out with her friends and does a lot of social stuff in a way that people just don't do in Texas because you got to get in your car and the weather's always trash. And Anyway, um, hopefully she can continue to travel down there and see her friends and family. Uh, but it was a little sad saying goodbye. Um, yeah, that was it was it was a little bit of a bittersweet ending, but awesome trip. Um, I'm gonna commit to going down there at least once a year from here on out. See my family, see uh, maybe make some friends, and of course eat some motherfucking good food. Um, and if you you know are interested in traveling to that part of the country, it's super nice. You should check it out. Um, I want to travel and check out some other stuff. I want to check out um, Chiapas and Oaxaca and um, a few other places that are, I would say, a little more on the um, kind of not so well-traveled path uh, for, um, I guess, Western douchebags such as myself. Um, So maybe I'll start doing that um, over the next few years in addition to going and seeing family. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a trip, man. It was dope. Really dope. Um, we'll have a guest on the next episode and get back to our interview format. Um, please leave a comment. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think about the interviews, how those are going. Um, and, and I'd love it if you could leave a comment and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be dope. Remember to subscribe there. Um, and, and tell your friends about the motherfucking podcast. Please do that. Um, that's about it. Thank you for listening to my fucking travel log, if you will. Uh, this has been this Madre podcast episode number 126. Peace.